0: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Monday, everyone. Today's show is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We have a jam packed show today where we're going to talk about the basketball coaching search, give you some more insight and analysis on that. We're going to go over what happened over the weekend in a variety of sports. We're also going to talk about my views on some of the news that's breaking about the coaching search. So, you're going to want to hear all of that. If you are new to Locked On Boston College, first of all, I want to welcome you. And I want you, if you want, enjoyed the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts and hit that like and subscribe button and make sure you give us a quick little review. Just hit, you know, if you really like us, give us five stars and write, hey, AJ's great. I love the content. Um, it's engaging. Whatever you think you think about the show, it helps other Boston College fans find our show and it'll help us to grow. So I'd appreciate that if you have not done so already. Let's kick things off with the news. So the first big news story of the weekend was the play of the BC baseball team. The Boston College baseball team started their season off on Saturday after Friday's game was postponed due to weather and had a doubleheader against Charleston Southern on the road. Now, unfortunately, if you're a Boston College baseball fan and you wanted to watch this game, it was not on television. So everything that I'm telling you was based off of reports or things that Boston College baseball said. So it was hard to get a good gauge on you know who looked great or who struggled or whatever. It was just, you know, you're just looking at numbers on a sheet of paper. However, the numbers themselves are what stuck out in these three games. Boston College scored 12 runs in both games on Saturday and as the time of this recording had scored 10 runs against BC, I mean against Charleston Southern on Sunday. So BC was doing everything right. You had excellent hitting through all the games. Uh, Dante Baldelli had two home runs, which were just a pair of the four home runs Boston College hit in the first game. Mason Pelio pitched five scoreless innings. He looked good. And you just, you know, BC up and down the lineup was just doing everything that they needed to do to win that first game. Second game was even better. I mean, Emmett Sheehan, he dominated. He even looked better than Pelio, it sounds like, uh, you know, with his speed and command. He had, he pitched six innings, striking out nine while only walking two and giving up a pair of hits. BC jumped out real early in game number two to a three nothing lead and just took it from there. Brian Dempsey went three for four and had four RBIs. And then reliever Joey Walsh finished off the game, allowing a run, but also getting that save. And on Sunday's game, BC put out five different pitchers throughout the game uh, with Stiegler, the transfer from Yale, pitching the best four innings with only five hits, but striking out five. And then uh, Vitrano started the game for BC through two innings. You also had uh, Singh make his uh, season debut. Um, he is the first Seek pitcher in uh, college baseball, I believe. While Charleston Southern didn't do much to help themselves, they had three errors on the game and uh, really kind of bit themselves with sloppy play all weekend it looked like. But um, Chris Galland, the left fielder, had three runs as the leadoff hitter. It was great to see him back. I know he missed most of last year. Sal Freelich had a pair of RBIs along with Luke Gold, the second baseman. So, again, you see for BC Baseball, just a complete uh, up and down the, the roster. A lot of really positive takeaways from this season already. You're getting, you know, good hitting, good pitching. You're just doing everything that you need to. Because BC, you know, if they're going to make a run towards o- Omaha and really push for a, a good seed, they're going to have to win these easy games. Not easy games, but these games against teams like Charleston Southern. Because last year, even though the season was canceled, remember Boston College had some real... Um, Questionable losses thrown in there, and, and as we talked to Dan Rubin last week, he talked about in 2019 they hurt their resume with some uh, some bad losses as well. Now, if you're dying to watch BC baseball play, they open the season in their ACC play on Friday at Duke. It's going to be a three o'clock start, and that game will be on the ACC network. So, if you have that in your cable package, you'll be able to watch them. Um, all three games, I believe, are on the ACC network family. During the weekend. So you have Friday at 3, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1. So if you're dying for some spring baseball, as I know I am, you'll be able to check out some good games next weekend. The other series to talk about this weekend was BC Men's Hockey, who swept Maine in their two game series over the weekend. It was a battle. You know, Maine had beaten Boston College for five straight games, BC was able to snap that streak. And win and t- improve to 15-3 and one. On Friday night, it was a back and forth game. You know, a lot of tempers going with uh, penalties, and BC kind of jumped out and ended up winning that game. And Saturday's game was a bit more of a Herculean effort as BC shot 59 shots on net against Victor Austin, the goalie for Maine, and he turned away all but 56 of them, I believe. Uh, You know, BC was all over him, but just couldn't get it going. Patrick Giles uh, Giles scored the first goal, and quickly after, uh, Alex Newhook and Colby Ambrosia both scored pretty quickly after in the third period. So BC had to really work hard in that game to score and win. Uh, Maine fought them hard, and BC ends up winning and moving on to next week with one or two more possible weekends ahead of them before the Hockey East tournament. So BC is number one in Hockey East right now. Obviously, they're probably going to be number one still in the country. Uh, They're going to want to look to continue that. We'll find out who they're going to play pretty soon uh, for next weekend. Also, talk BC women's hockey. They also played this weekend. They finished their regular season off with a split uh, with Boston University. They lost on Friday's game at home. 3-2, Three to two, and then one 2 nothing on a shutout on Saturday. So they ended the season fourteen and four. We'll find out more about what their Hockey East um, tournament looks like coming up shortly. Also, softball played. This is a real quick. Uh, I like to give them their dues too because they played. They played this weekend and they did not have a very good weekend. They got shut. Uh, they got swept by UNC. They had a three-game series. Uh, Sorry, two-game series against UNC. They lost 7-3 and 11-2, and then lost on a walk-off on Saturday, uh, 7-6 to NC State. They're going to play in a couple weeks at Virginia Tech, so hopefully they'll be able to turn their season around. Um, We're going to talk about candidates in a moment that could be linked to Boston College. And before I do, I want to talk a little bit about um, some names that have been thrown around and give you guys a better perspective on how to— analyze what you're reading online, because there's a lot of rumors and things going around. And one particular name popped up that I want to dispel. And that was, um, and I don't want to like put a writer on, on on blast, but one writer specifically put out that BC is close to signing John Thompson third. I know from my sources that I, and I, I can guarantee you, I have good sources on this, that that is not true. So if you're reading this, please remember that there are certain writers that were, you know, big with Boston College at some points and maybe that their their sources aren't as accurate as they used to be. I'm going to put that as politely as possible. So I know John Thompson the 3rd has been a name that this one writer has put out there. I can tell you that it's way off from what I've heard. Okay, so don't worry about that. He's a coach that has been out of basketball for four years, and I'm not sure why. I know he got fired from Georgetown, and you know maybe his system wasn't working. But BC needs a home run hire, and uh, hiring a coach that a Big East school just fired uh, and hasn't been able to find a job is not what BC is going to do. I can just tell you that. So again, be careful with that, and always remember that there's other writers too um, that make links to coaches based off of you know favors and who they know and and connections and things like that uh one name that i've heard a lot of is mike rhodes um i've heard other rumors that he's not anywhere near where they're looking so just keep those those names in mind and remember that everyone has an agenda when it comes to the coaching search even me I'll have to, I would make, you know, I have my own things and, and sources I talk to and people that I, and things I believe based off of what I know. But just use your, analyze why you think BC would do this and you get your answers. And not just, don't just think, oh, BC's lazy and things like that because then that, that's just going to skew everything that you're doing. But think about what Pat Craft wants to do. And does does the rumors that you hear, does that line up with what he's doing? Like John Thompson III, does he line up with what I've heard, which is that Pat Craft wants to win quickly? No, he does not. So that makes it pretty clearly that that rumor probably is not true. So just wanted to throw that out there. In a moment, I'm going to talk about some names that I have heard about, and I want to talk to you a little bit about those. The first one we're going to talk about is Porter Moser at Loyola Chicago. But let's chat about BetOnline.ag. Football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL are all in full swing, and baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline.ag even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, with real-time odds and props on anything you can imagine. They have you covered with the news, scores, odds. You get everything. All you need to do is head on over to BetOnline.ag and sign up for a free account. When you make your first deposit, they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, just head on over. Sign up for a free uh, account, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put $100, they're going to give you 50 It's a win right there. Head on over to betonline.ag. It's the one place we trust here on the Locked On Network. We're covering everything you need to know about the Boston College Eagles, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has got you covered there as well. With Locked On Today, it's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Again, subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. This is Locked On Boston College. A.J. Black here. We are talking about coaching candidates. Now, if you have not heard some of my other thoughts, you can go back and hear about John Beeline and Ed Cooley and Mark Schmidt and a few other names that I've already kind of wrapped up and done a a whole profile on as possible candidates. Now, some of them are better fits than others. One name that has popped up that I think should jump to near the top of the list is Porter Moser out of Loyola, Chicago. Now, if you have not paid attention to college basketball in a couple years, you missed what uh, Porter Moser has done. Because as I've said before, I'm a little hesitant with mid-major coaches coming to Boston College. We've done that a couple times with Jim Christian, with Steve Donahue. But Porter Moser is a whole other animal because he has been successful at Loyola to a level that coaches at Power Five schools could only dream about. Remember, in 2017 and 2018, he took that 11th-ranked Rambler team to the Final Four. It was one of the, everyone remembers that run. It was the magical run where they were beating teams left and right. You know they had Sister Jean on the TV all the time, and it was was one of the you know feel good, really nice stories about college basketball at that time. It was probably one of the best Cinderella stories you'll ever hear. Now he's doing that every year now. Loyola Chicago this year was a top twenty five team. They just got knocked off by Drake a couple weeks ago, but they're they'll be they'll be in the tournament if they can. uh, They're going to probably win the Ohio Valley Conference again. But Moser is going to be a coach that is going to be in high demand. So he hits that box of a coach that maybe Pat Kraft wants to try to get in with really early before other coaches do. You know, he has a pedigree. You know, one of the big knocks with Boston College has been their lackluster defense in the last couple of years. You know, other than maybe Jim Bayheim, there's no other coach in college basketball that has a defense like Porter Moser. Ken Palm has them as the top-ranked defense in the country. So he knows how to run a defense. And if you want to fix the defensive problems BC has, I don't think there's a better, off, a better uh, fix than what he can do. Now, the big challenge with Porter Moser, and a lot of people have brought this up, is that he has um, stated that he probably wants to stay in the Midwest, that he's a Chicago guy. He's you know He grew up around there, and he probably, if he's going to leave Loyola Chicago, is going to want to go to a school that is around that area. Now, that's a challenge, but that's not something that I think is on un- uh, something BC can't fix. And the way that you do it is what I've kind of joked about money. So, Porta Moser uh, reportedly makes just over a million dollars, which is less than what Jim Christian made at Boston College. Now, if BC is serious about coaching, what you do, you offer him twice as much <laughs> as what he does now. BC could offer $2 million easy, make it 2.25 or something like that, uh, increase his uh, assistant pool and boom that's a that's a solid package right there you talk to him about the facilities that he's going to have an ACC program that's on the rise and he's going to have all the support that he needs at boston college i think you could fix that piece of hesitation now you got to watch out though because if they can't get him fast enough you know other jobs in the midwest may open up i'm not you know maybe indiana or um or Notre Dame if Mike Bray decides to retire or whatever. I've heard I've heard Porter Moser was interested in the Notre Dame job at some point. But we don't know that yet. And Pat Kraft he is a salesman. So if he can do it, Porter Moser, I feel like, would be one of my top picks for Boston College. And, you know, he does a lot of the things that you need. He's a young coach. Well, he's not young. He's like 50. But he's not an older coach. But he's experienced. He has won. He... You know, plays good. He ha- he coaches uh, really good technique, and I think that's really important with what Boston College is doing. I think Porter Moser would be a f- slam dunk hire for Boston College. Now, some of the other uh, people have. When I wrote about him on B- BC Bulletin this weekend, people are like, "Oh, he's already turned down other jobs." Now, a- unless I'm missing something, I-, I looked up the jobs he's turned down. He turned down uh, St. John's and he turned down UNLV. Those are, de- I mean, as much as you want to rip on Boston College, I think Pat Kraft can sell that Boston College is a better program than either of those schools. No offense to St. John's, I know they beat us earlier this year, but I think BC is in a better conference. They're gonna he get a chance to play in the ACC. He's gonna get the practice facility and money to hire probably good um, assistants. We'll talk about that in a second. So I think, um, you know, St. John's especially, I think. BC is in a better position right now. UNLV, totally. I mean, like, you're telling a Midwest guy that he's going to ha- end up in Las Vegas. I don't think that's a good fit for him. So I don't think it has anything to do with him saying no to other jobs. I think BC may be another animal, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he says no, but I think that's a big, a big, um, a big change for him. Now. As I just mentioned, he's a Midwest guy, so one of the things that would have to happen if you brought Porter Moser here is you need to bring assistants that know the area around New England, because it would be brand new for him if he was hired here. Now, obviously, the one name you want to keep is Scott Spinelli. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would love to see Scott Spinelli here, no matter who the head coach is, but he would be perfect for, um, for Moser if Moser becomes the head coach, because... Spinelli has the recruiting chops to, to to do a lot of things around this area. To so bring him in, maybe another coach that knows the area, and boom, you you've got the recruiting piece taken care of. And I've I've talked to some people too. I think the BC connection. I know Moser has none, is very overrated. You know he knows what it's like to coach at a school, probably with some academic um, restrictions. I'm sure as a Jesuit school, Loyola Chicago probably has a, a strict academic policy. But I don't think he needs to know Boston College. Jeff Hathley doesn't know Boston College, and he came here and he was fine. So Porter Moser is another one. And now I have ranked and I've given uh, scores to each coach and their possibility. You know, I had from probably not going to happen, like Ed Cooley, I had him way down the bottom to probably good chance with Mark Schmidt. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Porter Moser right there with Mark Schmidt. So I gave Schmidt a seven. I'm, Moser and Schmidt are my top two right now. I'm going to give him a 7-2. I think he has a chance of coming here. I think what you're going to need is quite the sales pitch from Pat Craft. Can he do it? Can he close the deal? We're going to have to find out. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to also give you one more coaching candidate, and I want to talk about Kevin Willard, who's another name that I am interested in. So, So stay tuned for that. But before we do, let's chat a little bit about Bilt Bar. I actually, before I even recorded today, just had a Bilt Bar. I had a coconut almond and it was perfect. I had no time for lunch, so I I wanted to record really quickly while my son was sleeping. And so I grabbed a Bilt Bar and a seltzer water, boom. The best part about Bilt Bar, it's 100% covered in chocolate. It's full of good nutrition and it's great for the health conscious guy or gal. So the coconut almond, here's what I ate. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 net carbs. How, how can you beat that? And it was delicious. I'm telling you. Some of these protein bars, they're chalky, they're gritty. You don't like them. These taste like a candy bar. I can't recommend them enough. Check out Built Bar. So what you need to do, head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. I know I'm going to need a new box soon, so I'll be heading over and using my promo code so use promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. There are so many great shows on the Locked On Network. I told to talked to you about some of the great Boston ones. There's also great national shows. I talked about Locked On today. Check out also Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL. Covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you have not done so already, please follow Locked On Boston College on Twitter at Locked On BC, on Facebook at Boston College SI, and also on Instagram. Now, on in Locked On Boston College, I've done so much. Uh, analysis on this Boston College coaching search. you can check out all of it on the archives of the show. Go back to last week, hit play on any of the episodes, and you can get a whole profile on some of the candidates you may read about. Also, head on over to bcbulletin.com. I have a lot of uh, information there and some news when it breaks. I'm all over it as well. Now, the final candidate for today, I, I oh gosh, there's been like 25 names that have popped up, and I'm trying to do it in order of interest and probability. And today's uh, uh, second candidate is one that I'm going to put a little bit lower, probably on on my probability list, but one that intrigues me as much as some of the other names that we've had. And that's Kevin Willard of Seton Hall. Now, Seton Hall, you may remember as a program in the Big East. They weren't always that great. But they have been a consistent team of late. They've made four straight NCAA tournaments. He has that program ticking right now. They're a good program. They're always on the rise. Um, this year, they're playing a little bit, you know, a little bit below that. They're probably not going to make the tournament. They just lost to Georgetown on Saturday, a team that's not very good. And um, but Willard is very much in a cushy situation. Now he's been a name linked to this coaching search. For a while, and I've heard the Boston College is really high on him. Uh, but there's a lot of challenges. I mean, if you're talking about other poaching other coaches, you know, in terms of challenges he's got to be one of the top in terms of how is BC going to actually get him out of that job. Now he coaches at Seton Hall. He's about to get a new practice facility at his school and he's making about $2.5 million, which is according to reports quite a bit more than what Jim Christian is, was paid. However, remember I believe that BC basketball is going to spend quite a bit more money on this coaching search than they have with Steve Donahue and Jim Christian. So I think they're going to be able to um, get a higher end coach. Now, how how are you going to get him out of that job though? You can't just offer him like I don't see him leaving for say upping his pay to three million dollars. That would put BC quite you know under the eight ball in terms of putting quite a bit of money into a coaching search, but they would need to really, probably, I would say, probably at least a million dollars more. So you're talking, in order to get Kevin Willard out of that job, you're probably going to need to give him $3.5 billion, which for a consistent top 25 coach isn't probably not that bad of a deal, but would Boston College do that? That would be unprecedented for them to spend that much. Now, in order to do that as well, you have to think as well, I think Jeff Halfley, if I remember correctly, is making somewhere around two five. So I would imagine that Jeff Halfley, who deserves a raise, probably would need a raise as well. So you're already talking that you're raising coaching prices on both teams because I think Jeff Halfley, if you're going to raise it, for Willard, you need to make Halfley the probably the the highest paid coach on the on this on the campus. So that would be another little challenge for them. So. You have Kevin Willard. He's a he's a northeast guy. You know he played at, uh, in New York. He played at Western Kentucky and Pittsburgh. He was the assistant with the Celtics, Louisiana, Louisville, and Iona. So you you've got a coach that can do it. He coached under Rick Pitino. Um, he has that experience. I just for for, for Willard. I, I think he's a perfect fit for Boston College and would fit in perfectly with like the, the high level of ACC coaches. He would be right there. I just don't see how Boston College can get him in. So in terms of my coaching uh, probability, I'm going to put him at like a 2. I just don't see it happening. I think it's a great opportunity, and if, if Pat Kraft can pull this off, it would be a, a massive move for Boston College in the right direction. I just, I think it's really, really, really not happening. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to put him at very, very unlikely to be the next head coach. So he's a name that's popped up quite a bit. So we'll have to continue to hear what's going on with Kevin Willard. Now, tomorrow's show, we're going to continue talking news. You know, if there's anything that pops up with football, football has been pretty quiet, but they're going to be getting ready for practice, which um, I believe starts in the beginning of March. I'll get a date on that soon. So we're going to have football to talk about. You know, we'll talk a little bit more about where basketball's at, if the season's going to continue. I mean, they're still on hiatus. Tuesday's game against uh, UNC has been postponed. Uh, We want to know if they're going to still play. We'll find that out. And we'll also find out about any other things that are going on. And then we'll have two more uh, coaching profiles that we'll go over. Those profiles will be Dennis Gates of Cleveland State and John Becker of UVM. So you're not going to want to miss either of these uh, coaching profiles that we'll have on tomorrow's show. Now, if if you have friends or family that are into Boston College sports and want to hear more about this coaching search and get some more information, check out my podcast and make sure you share it with them. If you're listening on Spotify, there's an easy little, or actually any podcast, you can hit that copy button, send it in a text to them, say, hey, check out AJ. He's a great, you know, I like his podcast. I get a lot of information from it. My goal is to continue to get Um, More and more guests. I have a guest that's lined up already that's going to talk to us about name, image, and likeness news when uh, the coaching search is over. I can't wait to talk to her. Um, We have some other big names that hopefully will be coming around soon, so you want to check that out as well. Uh, Thank you all. I hope you all have a great Monday, and hopefully uh, things went smoothly for you this weekend. You had a nice, relaxing weekend, or if you had to work, it didn't go too badly. This is AJ Black. I'll see you all again on Tuesday for another show. Take care, everyone.